0: It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 156 for the midpoint of July 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Steve from Survivor.
1: I'm the other host, Ben from Survivor.
0: You are the second half of the, the hosts.
1: Yeah, well, I've been promoted because we never have any other guests, so it's just us. How is that How's that a promotion? I'm not sure. I was <laughs> much lower down the rank back when we used to have Tana one every week, you know. That was a long time ago. Well,
0: do you want to be the special guest? It'll just be like the, the friendly fire show with mm. me and special guest and Salter.
1: Well, it kind of is. You did a, a one-off episode between this and our last one, I believe.
0: So. Did you listen? Oh, you believe. So you didn't listen is what you're saying. Uh, no, I didn't listen. But- oh, well, we'll talk about that later anyway. So it's fine. Like you're absolved, but whatever. Mm, um, yeah. uh, COVID update, obviously the, uh, the the elephant in the room is that you're doing pretty well and uh well you air quotes you South Australia and me, air quotes Victoria, not doing as well. Mm. What is going on over there? I don't know. Well, I do know. Um a, a bunch of people decided to uh not obey the rules and we had a, a bit of a, a snafu with some uh hotel quarantines.
1: Oh, security guards, am I right?
0: And and now we're a little bit stuffed. So uh
1: well, here I was just walking on the street, uh, which I don't normally do. I had to go out to something and I parked a few streets away and people are just out. The, the cafes were full, the shops are busy with people. It's like nothing has ever happened. So, But you're good for
0: cases right now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the right way to go. There's We have essentially had no cases for two months. The only cases that have been here, there's been like maybe eight in that time and they're all from interstate. So...
0: Well, and so, and here's the thing. I drove to my day job office today and on the way home, I was driving by a park and there was like, I don't know, 200 people in the park. It's like, what are you doing? Mm. Like we're in stage three lockdown. There's uh, rumors that we're going to go into stage four lockdown, which becomes like New Zealand style. Like you can't drive to work then, right? You can't do anything. Like Mm. you literally can't do anything. So I just don't understand how people are so complacent, but um.
1: I'll tell you what I can do in stage four: play video games, and that is
0: one thing we know of. I just, I feel like I've been doing more talking about video games than playing about video games, but um, mm, well, you played quite a few recently, but also talked about quite a few. Yeah, we should just get into it then. Um, I'm going to make you go first though, because you have mm. reviewed our uh, our latest title, which is Paper Mario: The Origami King.
1: Yes, well, the first game I've reviewed in a long time, actually. And pretty much to summarize, if anyone has read the review, my point is that I got a bit caught on this. I said it too many times. My point was when this series launched, which was now 20 years ago, it was very much a Mario RPG. And in each increasing game after the GameCube game, which was Thousand Year Door, they've decided to be less and less role playing and more action adventure. And there was a bit of a platform era in there somewhere on Wii. Uh, And now they've pretty much decided this is an action adventure game it's nailed the adventure the the world's great it feels good the vibe of the place is amazing it looks really good it's actually funny which is strange for a nintendo game uh <laughs> i actually laughed at some things it's a bit dad jokey but it's it's funny it take, doesn't take itself too seriously but then the other side of the action adventure the, the adventure the action is terrible like it doesn't fit at all it's really slow based uh turn-based combat so it's it's kind of like we want to be this fast moving action adventure game but we're keeping this rpg battle system and it, it doesn't fit at all and i don't know what they're trying to do it's like if you were playing zelda and every you know two minutes you hit an enemy and you have to stop it it really disrupts the flow of it so it's a weird game where it actively encourages you to not engage combat because you don't get a reward all you get is coins and confetti uh confetti is used to kind of fill in some holes around the map and for that you get more coins and then <laughs> coins are used to buy items for battles so if you just avoid battles that's it you don't you don't get any experience you don't get anything worthwhile so um yeah it's just i don't understand what they're trying to do it's like it's like someone said let's design the game like this and someone else did the combat and they just haven't meshed but the the world is great so i think it's still worth playing you just play it and try to avoid combat at all costs when you don't have to engage in it. That's
0: what <laughs> I'd say. It sounds like if Final Fantasy VII Remake d- was just like straight up Final Fantasy VII again, and Square yeah. w- wouldn't have taken on board the modern improvements or advancements in in video games as of twenty twenty. Also. Yeah. Every, time, every time we have to put out a guide saying how to turn off motion controls in a Nintendo game, it's mm. like, if we had a nickel for every time that happened, Ben, we'd be rich.
1: <laughs> yeah. The good news is you don't need to use the motion controls, but they de- it does make it feel like you will have to. So just to move Mario's gigantic arms when he folds them up. So it's one of the main mechanics, and you do not need to use the motion controls as a game would have you believe.
0: So are you going back to turnip harvesting?
1: No. I'm <laughs> done with turnips. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get from Nintendo because now this game is out as of, well, tomorrow, uh, time of recording. We don't have any release dates for any of their games. We don't even know if anything's coming out this year. And something will be, of course, but it's just, I don't remember the time we had a platform holder, a first party just had nothing on the horizon. It was, well, I do remember, actually, the last time was during the end of the Wii U, so it's strange.
0: It is weird. Do you, do you think Nintendo will put out something like uh, Breath of the Wild 2? Um, mm. in November-ish time to try to combat PS5 and Xbox Series X? Or are they smart, smarter to wait until 2021 and just have...
1: Yeah, I think that probably is a 21 game, but it, it would be a quick development because they're using reusing what they'd already done to make the sequel. But I still think it's not coming out this year. Uh, the rumors are the 35th anniversary of Mario is their focus. So they're just going to do like a Mario All-Stars, which was a SNES game which had the original NES games on it the new version would be like the um like mario 64 and um probably galaxy and something else to kind of round out a 3d all-stars whether or not that's true i don't know it sounds like a classic nintendo rumor that would never happen uh but it, it could explain how they're plugging a year like it would be an easy game to make now they just have to basically remaster a the old game so yeah maybe that's it
0: hmm. well there you go um hmm. i guess i will keep going with this trend of reviews i uh reviewed Ghost of shushima which is not Tushima shushima um okay. i'm gonna which, say Tsushima. Tush, well shushima uh it's assassin's creed samurai basically um but not newer assassin's creeds it's more like the assassin's creed of the 2013 2014 era so what that's like brotherhood etc so it's it's still maybe the than that. that's
1: like that's like unity 2014
0: yeah, I said 2013 or 2014. Oh, 13. Anyway, it's like that kind of thing where it's 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 definitely not RPG like um and it's still the kind of traditional air quotes um style of gameplay and sucker punch literally just did a one to one copy even down to flaws. So there's like so many millions of missions where you're basically just like expositioning so you're just following a character either walking behind them as they explain to you like the entire history of the world or you're on a horse where they do that and then if there's two or ten people on a horse it's creepy for a game that looks ridiculously gorgeous and is like probably in my mind the best looking ps4 game we will have it's so it's so pretty and it's cool It's mostly because it's like pretty Japan, there's snow, you go and there's like blossoms and it's all just like the same color of of a flower or a tree or a plant with like petals falling. It's just, it's very pretty. But for something that's like so pretty and trying to be so realistic, like if you're riding in two plus people on a horse, they all literally get off their horse at exactly the same time using exactly the same animation and for something so realistic and pretty for something like video gaming like that to happen it like completely breaks your brain um and the the checkpoint system of like the wind trying to guide you somewhere it does exactly the same thing it like looks really pretty but sometimes it doesn't work because it's trying to be pretty rather than work um and then sometimes they'll throw up like an orange like traditional game quest marker on the screen but it's kind of sporadic in how that happens so you get used to it happening And then it doesn't, and then you don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, it's, it's pretty weird like that. It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff thrown into one game by a developer who does like Infamous, which is similar-ish, but like Sly Cooper as well. So it's the same kind of thing to me, like Horizon Zero Dawn is and will be. It's, and like Assassin, the original Assassin's Creed was, it's like a, a really good proof of concept that was uh, too broad and needs to be kind of reworked and defined to be something really really good in subsequent sequels which will definitely happen um the protagonist is just like a wet noodle he is a samurai and you're supposed to be living this like samurai fantasy through him but (laughs) like immediately he ditches the samurai thing to become basically like an assassin and that's completely against the samurai code so he's like supposed to be wishy-washy which side does he take but like he just like stabs people in the back and like slits throats immediately so like he's he's not an ass or he's not a samurai he's the ghost mm. it's yeah like it's a whole bunch of cool ideas that ultimately is good but it's not like i need to tell my friends about this apart from like it's really really pretty in my mind
1: well i'm not gonna play it but i i will play the sequel <laughs> uh because what you what I'm picturing is Assassin's Creed 1. So, a, as you say, proof of concept and play the next
0: one. I don't Assassin's remember if Creed Assassin's Creed...
1: Was that considered good-looking at the time? Like, people think, think,
0: wow. I think so? Probably. It's like Assassin's Creed 1, but with, like, an Assassin's Creed Unity level of question marks mm. on the map. As oh, well. God. So, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not playing it. <laughs> It'll take you, like... I think the campaign took me about 20, 25 hours to do... Like, and I... Flew through it. I just, I did not care anymore. Um, but, and I didn't do any of the side quests, but there are so many side quests. It'll easily take you double the time um, it took me to finish. Hmm, okay. Have you had any opportunities to play Rocket Arena? That was a really bad way to phrase that question, but deal with it.
1: It's well, I have. I've played uh, the tutorial and the first battle against bots you need to do. And after that, I don't think I've had. I haven't really tried but is it even possible to get a game?
0: It is now cuz it's out. Um yeah, it can came... I c-
1: can I play with Australians cuz I've seen a lot of people tweeting saying if you don't play with the local uh local players then it's just unplayable.
0: Um I think that's more of a PC criticism um okay. than an Xbox one. I've been playing on Xbox. I have all I have every achievement for winning a game with each character. Well, so I played I've played a bunch. Um I feel like I had Give me, the, uh,
1: give me the elevator pitch then. What is this game?
0: Alright, it's oh god. Um it's a 3v3 shooter where there's no death. You only can like Smash Brothers kind of knock someone off a map, and the only weapon you have is a rocket of some form. So it's a hero shooter where rockets are the, the weapon, but you know, there's different variations on the theme, and basically each hit you land on someone will increase a visible meter. That will stagger them eventually. And if you hit them when they're staggered, they will fly off the map and you get a point. So there's like a deathmatch mode where you're just trying to gain points by kicking people off the map. There's like a, a capture the flag-esque mode. Uh, and then there's this weird mode where you're supposed to guard a treasure chest, but eventually the treasure chest disappears and coins just like spawn on the map. And then you l- just try to gather as many coins as you can. It's weird. It's it's very cartoonist. To cartoon-ish in style like Fortnite, y looking cartoonish um and the music's very cartoonish that that coin mode like literally just rips off a super mario theme when the coins appear it seems geared towards children in my mind but it's not free to play so i don't know how children are going to play this because there's like a 40 dollars australian cost of entry mm. um and it's literally just a free-to-play game that they've said, oh, it's premium, and they've slapped some money on it. But then in, like, EA style, because it's an EA, EA original, they want you to buy a battle pass. They want you to buy cosmetics. So they're just trying to, like, double and triple dip. double dip. I just don't understand how it's going to succeed. Like, it's not, it's not think... unfun. If it was free, it'd be fun. But it's not free. So, bleh.
1: I think, and I may have been judging this too soon, but I think this game's already failed. I don't <sighs> see how... I only played it for 10 minutes... Uh but it just it was the most free to play feeling game i've ever played like even more than your apex which is a very clear free to play you can see how they they suck you in and then they try and sell you cosmetics you can see the formula if you look for it in those type of
0: games uh, and it's here as well so i just but i enjoy apex yeah, and i've never all. spent a cent on it because i exactly, well, you don't have I think to think i bought a character because i wanted to but yeah it's you can apex is a great example of a free to play game Fortnite's a great example of a free-to-play game that also has the same kind of animation style but then we also have like Hyperscape got announced by Ubisoft and that's in like a beta or a trial right now that's another free-to-play game why would you ever go to Rocket Arena for 40 bucks if you have this inundation of free-to-play shooters that scratch the same itch if not Mm. more.
1: The only game I can think that's comparable is uh, Bleeding Edge. It's similar in that it has a price as well and it also feels very free-to-play but one i don't think it's doing that well anymore a couple of months after launch and two it's in game pass so all of these xbox players had access to it without having to pay even though it wasn't a free-to-play game so i don't think EA access has that same level of subscriber base uh and i just yeah i think it's flopped already that's why i haven't really bothered playing it i don't think it's going to be around in two weeks
0: yeah I, i tend to agree which is a shame because the head of the studio is oh god i've forgotten his name kevin anderson who used to be uh, a dev on Halo multiplayer, and he's been to Australia a couple times. I think the first time I met him was at the first EB Expo, like out in a shed in Queensland somewhere. But he's like the nicest guy, and they have all this passion. The The thing that's weird about it is the game was first announced in partnership with Nexon. So the developer's called First Strike. Um, and Nexon and First Strike parted ways because they had a disagreement on how to kind of continue the the game and i i have no idea if this is correct but i just feel like first strike wanted to to make it a paid game mm. and ea is down for that in my mind and nexon was like uh ah, this isn't going to cut this is free to play what are you doing um and i feel like I, I don't know if this is true but i feel like that's why it shifted and it I makes sense it. to me
1: write the story and then publish it and i guarantee you someone will come out saying yep this is it this is what happened you know <laughs> that's definitely it
0: probably um how versed are you on this week's or this past week's biggest event uh the ubisoft forward live stream
1: look i'm all over it i watched it uh half-heartedly but i got the gist you know i've seen all <laughs> these games before uh far cry was leaked that was the only big announcement that we didn't know about already that well, I
0: that before. we didn't know about but didn't know about but yeah I get, I get you, what you know what i mean
1: that ubisoft <laughs> hadn't told us about except playstation was it hong kong playstation somewhere told us oh, about yeah it was it. hong kong uh, so we did know all about that. So, I mean, that looks cool. It looks... What I would say about all of these games is it's all very Ubisoft, isn't it? So, yeah. These, prepare yourself. I don't think I have time. Looking at these three games together, I just kind of think, I do not have time for these three gigantic open worlds. I'm going to have to pick one. Uh, it's just, well, they
0: come out in October, November, and February. So you do have a bit of spacing between them. Not that much, really. But it's also at the same point as like new consoles and stuff. So I get it.
1: Yeah, so uh in my order i've been mean, there are three franchises which i like all of and i previously probably would have had watchdogs at the bottom uh but having that's the only one of the three which i played which also tells you how old this game is because i played it at e3 last year and it was meant to be out by now yeah uh, so they've been working on it a lot more and i really enjoyed it to the point where watchdogs one i you know it was okay it was a classic a, assassin's creed one proof of concept and then i never got into Watch Dogs two uh, but having played Legion at E3, I went and played Watch Dogs 2 when I got back and loved it, thought it was really enjoyable. Um, and this kind of takes that to that next level, the whole... They just reiterated what they showed last year. I don't think they really showed much new, just so, how they're going to... You can play as anyone rather than specific characters. So, so yeah, I think it looks good.
0: So, I think the biggest difference that I understand in Legion is that it they've seemed to kind of rework how the players, everyone system works so it seemed to just be and correct me if i'm wrong because you've played it and i've watched you play it and i've watched joe play it i've not touched it um the the newest build of this game had kind of like what do i want what do i want to call them like archetypes i guess is mm. what i want to say like a construction worker or a spy or a bartender or uh something else a street artist like they, they seem to kind of you can play as anyone, but it seems like people are kind of like lumped into molds, for lack of a better description, that kind of like you get an idea of like kind of looking at them and then profiling them like, okay, this guy's probably going to be good because he's got a wrench and I can melee with it. And he is a construction worker. So I can use a drone to like fly above stuff. Like, is that what you were experiencing? Were people more like
1: fluid? Um, Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think when we played it last time, I'd have to reread what I wrote then. But I think uh, because they'd just shown it for the first time, you know, they showed, like, here's the grandma, here's the construction worker, and it didn't kind of click on that these are archetypes as much as the individual characters because that's just them first presenting it. Now that we've seen more gameplay and more um, different missions, you kind of get yeah, that feel that these are archetype characters which makes sense because there has to be some way that they draw them especially since there are there is an option to turn off permadeath but the idea is that you leave it on once someone dies that's it you can never get them back so you have to get someone else to replace them so at some point you need a new construction worker because there's probably a mission designed for him to play
0: yeah or or like they were saying like you could find a construction worker with a better set of sub skills and things that suit you better than the one that you currently have so you just kind of dismiss him if you wanted to mm. um, which sounds cool so joe uh, gilroy of the gap previewed it he also nope that's all i did i did the rest um i talked to sean crooks who if uh, you listened to the last podcast ben you would have uh, learned quite a bit about Watch Dogs legion from but that's fine you do yeah. i already
1: know everything except <laughs> except when it's coming out when is that uh october
0: October, October. i had the date up and i've totally forgotten it already october the nope because that's job's write-up and he didn't put at the end i am gonna stall for time like a professional uh 29th of october is the answer to that
1: question. okay well i'm looking forward to it i think this is up there for me i think it looks good I do think probably it would be one of those games where when they first announce it, it looks really cool. It looks pretty ambitious. And then the final game will tail back some of that stuff just to make it work. So the archetypes is probably one example. I think there might be a few others. But you know what? You're getting with Watch Dogs now. So I think it will fit that pretty well.
0: Yeah. Well, here's hoping. It looks really cool. Um, The next one that we we should talk about, there we go. I can use words, uh, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, another game that we've seen. A bit mm. of, actually, it seems like we were promised more than what we've seen to date, but this was a proper, we had a hands-on with it for like three hours. We've seen a bunch of Valhalla, which is good. So like Joe did a, a bunch of stuff on combat. Um I got to look at his gameplay capture. So I made a video, it was like 10 minutes on like conversations, because that is what I liked the most about um Origins and Odyssey. So the cool thing, I guess, that needs to be said straight away, because it makes everything else make more sense, is that you can switch between a male or female version of Ivor, Ivor, I don't know how to say it, um, at any time that you want. So um, it makes sense, I guess, from a gameplay perspective, because you're kind of living the the, the history of, of someone or some period. So like, it may be unclear if this person was a male or a female so you can kind of just like oh i I heard Ivor was a male and did this or i heard he was a girl he would not be a girl you know what i mean um did this and the other so and that's like it opens up romances like you can romance anybody and obviously like if the guy's a male and you're romancing as a, a female like in that instance you're a heterosexual if you want to do it as a homosexual like you can like it's you just bounce back and forth between um which is cool and the i guess the newest bit of conversations which is neat is something called flighting which Job called viking rap battles and it's basically just that like it's two people squaring off trying to like out rhyme one another it's like you're in eight mile but you're not eminem um so it it all looks really cool um it it seems to be more of a a a re-steering for lack of a better description back towards more of the Origins style of play but with mm. some odyssey sensibility uh, and you get like dual wielding of shields or weapons uh, it looks pretty good to me i don't know have you had a chance to take a better yeah, look at
1: it i've seen some gameplay i i like that it deals slightly more towards origins because i i loved Origins. is probably close to my favorite assassin's creed game uh odyssey i didn't dislike but it just lost me there was just too much going on and i got the classic ubisoft map bloke going on so i have no idea where to go and i just can't get back into it (laughs) um but origins was great so yeah i like that i i did think looking at it you know they singled out like stealth as something that's kind of coming back i think we kind of lost that to a degree only because uh, obviously a viking is not welcome in england at that time um So you kind of have to be stealthy and kind of move around the city a lot more covert than we had in previous Assassin's Creed, especially the last two. So yeah, it does have that feeling of bringing back some of those elements which have not been lost, but have just been kind of rested for a little bit. Nice.
0: We had an interview with uh, Valhalla and there's some good bits that we put up on the website, but it was one of those ones where uh, the other two interviews with Ubisoft Ubisoft Toronto who uh, are leading Far Cry and who are doing quite a bit with Legion uh, the interview we had with Valhalla was uh, Ubi Singapore and they basically just do the naval stuff. So any questions I had outside of sailing weren't answered <laughs> amazingly well. So we, hmm. didn't, we didn't put up that interview uh, in recording form anyway, but we, we did get some bits and bobs. Like, you know, the ability to switch between male and female and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool.
1: Well, it wouldn't be an Assassin's Creed game without sailing. Well, the, exactly.
0: Uh, Far Cry 6 was the surprise that was not a surprise by the end it's still really cool I think Uh, you'll play in the fictional island city or city country of Yara Um, and this is a couple of firsts I guess for Far Cry it's the first time you're going to play in a map that has an actual urban center Uh, there is a Capital city in Yara called Esperanza, where um, the villain uh, Giancarlo Esposito or Anton Castillo Castillo uh, is holed up, uh, and it's the first time that Ubisoft Toronto is taking the lead on a game, which is pretty cool for them. It's usually uh, like Montreal. I think uh, Dan Hay is with Montreal, and he's the executive producer on Far Cry. It looks pretty cool. Um, the the big kind of opening sequence uh, is meant to look like. The likes of an opening of something like true detective quite literally because the person who did the opening sequence for true detective did the opening sequence for far cry 6. um so it's it's very stylized and you're basically playing as as danny uh rogess rogue i don't know how to say his last name with the right pronunciation sorry uh he or she because you can pick a gender is a native to the country and in the middle of uh fighting a revolution with a guerrilla front against this dictator in the form of breaking bad's esposito what have i missed ben
1: you got everything that's pretty much what we saw uh so gus fring is his character in breaking bad that's probably what he'd be best known for uh yeah pretty cool get i think the villain makes far cry so we know that um yeah i i would like to see some more variety uh you know, Far Cry 3, 4, 5 are all great games, but they pretty much followed the exact same, uh, liberate the outpost, do a mission, which is somewhat related to doing that, and do it again game plan, Uh, Hmm. clear your map, get the towers, and it would just be good if we could just have a little more variety, something else going on in there to just change it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, The protagonist, I guess, because there's a bit of a change, but you're totally right. Um, In the last couple games, you've played as either, like, an american tourist who comes into this land and has no idea of what is going on or uh, in four's case you were a native but you left and then you came come back years later so we did talk to um uh, navid kavari who's the narrative director on those types of changes obviously ubisoft can't just rely on you being an outsider and then just you know get to sit down and explain to you all these things that you don't know because you're not from this place like you are an inhabitant of this country. So we talked about how that kind of changes, um, which is decent. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a son. Uh, Anton Castillo has a son called Diego, who some people think is Voss from Far Cry 3. I'm not sure if that makes sense. They have like a cut above their eyebrow in mm-hmm. common. Possible, like, Maybe. Um Maybe. And it seems like that young child who the the dictator is is trying to basically bring up in his own image to take over when he dies um has more of an internal conflict about how the dictator thinks he should act and how the people are being treated so that's hopefully an angle that they play up um, because it seems quite interesting uh and then they're bringing back the fangs for hire system which was the system introduced in far cry 5 where you could you know gain an animal companion uh and the fang for hire or amigo in this case in far cry 6 that they've shown off is a sausage dog named chorizo and he is a little sausage dog that doesn't seem to have use of his back legs so he's one of those little teeny sausage dogs on one of those kind of like back half wheelchair wheelchair contraptions yeah Yeah. so it's he's adorable and uh naveed said he kills people with kindness so i'm really quite keen to see (laughs) what that Mm. entails to be honest
1: well, yeah, it looks good. I, Yeah, I just want some variety because I, I really like the last games. I liked Primal a lot too. But when it came to New Dawn, I started it and I just thought, I can't do this again. So it was just too soon. That had only come out quite recently after five to yeah. to kind of continue that story.
0: So, Well, all these Ubisoft games, like Watch Dogs, not so much because I kind of just bounced off them pretty quickly, to be honest. But um, Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, they're kind of my like, christmas holiday period kind of games where i can just kind of like jump in and spend a whole bunch of time over a week or two just to clear through the map like i can't jump in and jump out and jump back in it does it just doesn't kind of work for me so that's i think that's more just the the ubisoft open world eight million things on the map type dealy hmm
1: well, they look good. I'll play them all at some point. It's just a matter of slotting them in. I think they probably have gone three big open world games too close together for the average person. If you you know, if you spend six weeks playing one of these, that's it. You're not playing the other ones, I'd say. So maybe touch close together. Uh, and what I wanna know is where was Splinter
0: Cell? What are you doing, Ubisoft? It's in that weird mobile battle royale game oh, that they on. announced at last E three. Yeah, I don't I yeah.
1: And the first Ubisoft i'm gonna say e3 but it's not e3 just presentation in the middle of the year without just dance at all oh my god you're right i thought they were gonna like zoom it and just have the dancers by themselves at home but (laughs) nothing
0: well there is a second ubisoft forward announced there's not a date yet so hopefully just dance is like the the pinnacle of that presentation
1: yeah what about yeah yeah it's it's missing
0: and of course, they announced their first battle royale, which is Hyperscape, which you, if you had interest in any interest in, would be playing right now because there is a beta which Australians have access to. Uh, we didn't have access to the first test technical test, so uh, have at it. Uh, Job, who did a lot of our Ubisoft stuff, has had a lot of difficulty in same kind of thing with, I guess, Rocket Arena, trying to get a game with decent Australian ping on like localized servers. Uh, but Ubisoft said, I think a day or two ago, it's the 16th of July, when we're recording this, that they'd improve that. I haven't had a chance to jump in. I've been very busy, very sleepy.
1: Indeed. But that's it. There's no more releases for at least a few weeks, I think. Correct. We've got them all covered. And
0: we uh, have, we have yeah. a little bit, like a week and a half or so until, I guess, the next big video game thing, which is Microsoft's first party showcase. We're looking at things mm. like Halo Infinite for sure. Uh, I know of an announcement that's going up tonight at 11.30 that I can't talk about yet, but I'll tell you later, Ben. Um, But it's stuff we expect. It's not a video game. It's more like a service thing. Um, What do you expect from Microsoft from this event that's about to take place?
1: Uh, This is where they win or lose. Well, not necessarily win the generation, but they they get on side or they lose people now. So they've done a great job. Uh, Prior to the PS5 reveal, they were... In the box seat, and then Sony just kind of put all their stuff down, you know, in one go, as opposed to Microsoft, who were kind of drift feeding information. And so then Xbox has gone back to just kind of pushing out some technical stuff. They went very really spec heavy in a press release this week. Oh, that was um, so weird. About how I don't even know what it was about. So
0: all the and, stuff and I've, we've heard before about arc, like velocity architecture and ugh, Yeah, who cares? and I
1: would say we're pretty much at the forefront of this stuff and we don't care about it So the average player is not interested in that So it, the time is now for Microsoft to one show you they've got some great looking games two show you they're a bit different can't just have the same fours of the same halo the same gears of war They need if those games are there They need to look different show a point of difference as god of war did for sony for example and then we need to see, we're probably going to see some revivals of some old franchises. We're probably going to get a fable, maybe a perfect dark, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we need to see a couple of new things. So they need to show us quite a lot. they will probably use, they just announced a date for flight simulator. So they'll probably use that. I think as their Forza, look how amazing it looks on Xbox one uh, series X, uh, because I don't think we're getting a Forza, Forza Motorsport eight at launch. As we I feel like would.
0: they're, they're pushing dirt five and it, seems weird to push dirt five at launch Mm. and a forza game so i think you're right
1: so they normally use forza as their basically their technical demo to show look how great this console looks i think they might use flight simulator instead because they've only announced the pc release uh obviously they have halo but halo is a different beast for that type of thing that's more gameplay focused and yeah i'm really not sure there's a they have 15 studios now microsoft does and we don't know what a lot of them are doing so the initiative in particular has been working on a game for a few years, but I think they've said it won't be at this um, event. They've already ruled it out, which is odd because this is a studio that was created, I think, in 2017 or 18.
0: Yeah, and we that's no they idea think what they're that doing. The, the perfect dark. If yeah. it's happening, the perfect dark reboot's coming from them, which I hope not, to be honest. I want to see something mm. new from them. But yeah,
1: I, I don't actually recall if that was a confirmed. They said it wouldn't be there or if someone had just kind of leaked or rumored that they weren't going to be there but it sounds like they might not be
0: yeah double uh, fine i know is is confirmed and double fine to me is everyone seems to love double fine games and i've i've not really been super mm. enamored with any of them like maybe psychonauts is probably the the closest to something looks, i like that's
1: the main thing they're working on right is psychonauts too so yeah they would have something else as well you'd hope uh yeah we we may even get a new acquisition so i don't know they haven't announced one for a long time i don't know if they're set on 15 studios there was that rumor last week that uh microsoft is interested in buying the wb suite so Warner bros is potentially trying to um i think viacom or someone owns them and they're just trying uh, to get rid of that
0: time warner, warner.
1: whoever it is someone owns them and they're trying to get rid of their games side of the business um and I think Activision and EA, those types have perped up and so has Xbox. I think it would be a good fit because you'd get um, developers like Rocksteady, which would be a pretty strong acquisition for Microsoft. They wouldn't get the DC license, so they don't get Batman with it, but they could negotiate a deal for it. So I would yeah. imagine they'd be in the box seat to to get that if they wanted it. I- well, and they'd, they'd
0: have to at least for... Well, okay, theoretically, if they if they do acquire these WB studios, they'll have to get the licensing for the Court of Owls Batman game that's theoretically in development. They'd have to get the license for Suicide Squad, which is also mm. in development. Theoretically, they'd have to get a license for Harry Potter because theoretically there's an RPG coming. So th- they could do that. I think, I, ca- I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but the amount that they think the studios are going to sell for. Um, Nether Realms. Mortal Kombat if they release a new game would basically recoup that cost so it's kind of a no-brainer but I I feel like because there are people like Take-Two, Microsoft, Activision, EA all going for this it's not going to be as cheap an acquisition as as people seem to think because I feel like they're gonna try to outbid each other. Based like you know, based on Mortal Kombat alone, let alone Rocksteady. All like, there's some really good WB studios. There's um, Monolith who did the Shadow of Mordor games with you know like yeah. the Nemesis system, which I think is stupid. I don't. I think it's completely overrated. But you know like Microsoft would then own the Nemesis system and could incorporate it into things like a Halo or whatever else. So like, there's there's all these different applications that would be beneficial to anyone really. And I just hope it's not EA or Activision, if I'm speaking candidly or even take two, to be honest, that- I think, yeah.
1: I think Xbox probably is in the box seat if they want it. They have the most money to do it. They have the most to benefit from it. Uh, the If you look at their suite of studios at the moment, what they're missing is that, you know, that Sony Santa Monica, that Naughty Dog, that action adventure kind of open ish world, but kind of linear world developer, which Rocksteady could play that role. Um, a bunch of them could really, so it would fit in really well. I think to go back what you are saying about the licenses, they probably would go for the D C stuff initially just to counter the fact that PlayStation have got Spider Man sewn up and that is a big franchise for them. Yeah. You know, if they came out with an X Gen Batman which was only on Xbox, that would at least uh it would have a kind of a weird console war, but it would give them something back. Uh, I think and to, maybe to
0: think if Microsoft decided to go like because street fighters only playstation and pc with, mm, with yeah street Fighter 5. So smart. imagine if microsoft said you know what if you want modal combat you got to come to pc or xbox
1: i think microsoft especially under Fuel, have been very we're not going to get involved in that you know they let go of the call of duty exclusivity uh, they've put some of their own stuff like they've left minecraft and other platforms that was already there so that's a bit different but they put something like um super lucky's tale is on switch um stuff like that so i think he probably does need to go back the other way because Sony have jumped on that and said we're going to get exclusive third party deals then because you're not. So I think they do have to get more involved. Uh but probably they could say, you know what, we're not that interested in Harry Potter, so ask Judy will release this game, but we're going to let that be on other platforms because we don't want to play, pay for the exclusive rights to it. Uh so yeah, they could go both ways.
0: Yeah. Well, and like I'm I'm all for the kinder gentler side of gaming so like it, it's good PR to be like you know you know you've you've always you, you, you bought Mortal Kombat on your SNES and then you've evolved to to Xbox 360 and and Wii U and PS3 and now you know we're not going to limit you so if you want to play Mortal Kombat 12 it's on any platform you want even Stadia no one even cares about Stadia but it's on mm. Stadia like that's there's points in that too so there yeah. are
1: to a degree i think they have been doing that but they come to a time where that's you know that good sportsmanship gets overridden by it. you need to also try and win <laughs> for your team so yeah i think yeah i think he's done a good job with it generally it wouldn't surprise me if they said mortal kombat's coming out on switch and xbox and pc but th-
0: the other thing to that of course is because if if we're talking in hypotheticals and this is a first-party studio yeah you can you can you can buy it on switch you can buy it on ps4 don't forget, though, that this is an Xbox Game Pass day one release. So you don't need to buy it if you want to play it on Xbox or if you want to play yeah. it on PC.
1: But we're getting well ahead of ourselves because this, Way ahead of ourselves. if it happens, is not going to be at the event next week. Uh, but they, they could announce a new studio potentially. Uh, but yeah, probably not. I just want them to have some stuff which is genuinely surprising, stuff that looks good, uh, some new ideas, and probably some revivals of some stuff which is lay there. So yeah, they've got heaps of stuff they can bring back if they want to
0: no idea at xbox no no Mm. tech stuff i just want to see games 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 do before because we're running way over do you want this to be like a sony style affair where they like tease a game that you're not going to see for like six years or do you want it to be here are things that in the next year two years you're going to be able to actually play what do you prefer? Uh,
1: Xbox normally does the next year only, really. So I wouldn't mind if they went up to two years. I don't want them to do a, a Final Fantasy VII reveal where that was announced five years out. And we still haven't got the whole game. They gave us the first little bit five years later. So I don't want that necessarily. But yeah, they may have to go a little further than they normally do just to win us over because everyone else does that. So they're going to have to to kind of pat it out. Uh, what I do want from Sony style is to kind of have that game 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 i don't want to have a you know here's some awkward banter we're going to make a joke about pizza we're going to have like by all means have the developers come in and say something but limit it to like 20 seconds you know don't have them chat to each other just kind of have them in being like hi i'm guy from studio and here's what i want to show you and that's it uh that's the way everyone else is going at the moment and it works really well so that's what i want to see
0: nice all right i think we're done because we've talked too long Mm, that's it for us really how do we find you on the internet
1: i am ben underscore solter on twitter and i was not blocked today because i don't have a blue tweet so i could tweet all day
0: neither did i i'm s right au uh and you can only find me on the internet because unlike ben who can go outside i really can't and it might get even Mm. worse in the next couple weeks so hey whatever well good luck with
1: that uh we're (laughs) all cheering for you but don't come too (laughs) close no closer than that
0: well we'll be fine Stay safe, that being said and being serious. Stay safe. Do the right thing, guys. If you're in Victoria, especially, don't go out if you don't have to. Wear a mask if you have to. And just be smart. Play video games. Play video games and tell me about it because I am living vicariously through you.